You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Hey, friends. Welcome back to Highly Unlikely. I'm your host, Alex Gatlin, and this is the show where I get my friends high and teach them about a subject that is so bizarre. Seems highly unlikely, but it's 100% true. Now, my guest today is Chris Cope. He's a hilarious stand-up comedian. You've seen him on Conan O'Brien, and he was a guest judge on the Cannabis Cooking Show, Cooking on High. You can watch right now on Netflix. And today, we're going to learn about the Navy SEALs. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. That's so cool. There you go, dude. All right. <laughs> Frogman, let's do this. So, dude, Chris, thank you so much for hey, being here. Are you kidding? It's good to get high on a, on a weekday. So you're like a veteran weed smoker. Yeah. I know. Yeah, I Florida. Mean, I've seen your act a bunch. I know, unfortunately, your old weed doctor, his business has turned into a curves. I do uh, renew my weed card last week. Uh, yeah, I had to, I, on top of renewing my uh, card, I had to go get a new doctor because my old doctor turned into a curves. Um <laughs> Right. Yeah, man. No, I know. I, I, it's funny. I don't, do, I don't do that part of that bit as much anymore for some reason, just because people just... That, to me, was the funniest part of it. But sure. it, of those, the three weed doctors, yeah. I said the first one put me on a treadmill, which he actually did. Oh, really? My first weed doctor legitimately had me take my shirt off. Why? You know, and the, and the joke, I say, you know, he take, like, even a weed doctor took one, weed, one look at me and went, I got to do something. <laughs> you know, and I understand it. But I was right. like, how in shape do you have to be to... To get a weed doctor, they're like all of a sudden grow a conscience. Yeah. You know? Right. This guy's just rubber stamps you. And yeah, he had me take my shirt off. He put like electrodes or uh like Sure. To like measure your heart rate and yeah. stuff. And then had and like had a a treadmill. Damn. You know, and after like the first minute, I was like, I'm just here for weed, man. I'm just I feel like he was almost like, How bad do you want this? Yeah. Well, you know, and I and the joke I say when I came to. Right. That's funny. He denied me. He did deny me. Re what? Yes, he would. He goes, it's in my best interest to not give you a lie. I don't think you need to smoke. Really? I was like, I'm the only person in the history of California to be told he's too out of shape to get high. <laughs> like, get out of here. Like, that's, I'm in a journal somewhere. Wow. Do not give this man. <laughs> and you just smoked me out. So, really, liabilities are real far-reaching today. Yeah, apparently. Well, I hope you make it through this uh, podcast. Damn, God bro. Speed. Um, all right, so let's talk about the seals. So you yes. know a little bit about the seals. I mean, I saw the movie from you know the eighties with Charlie Sheen. Yeah, I've watched a couple of documentaries. I know Jesse Ventura mm -hmm. was uh, a Navy SEAL at one point. I know it was bred from the Navy. Obviously, they're like they were frogmen. They were the guys that did underwater demolitions. Yeah. So in the uh, earliest days, well, like they World started too, right? Yes, that's yeah. the iteration of where it actually began. So in 1962 was when JFK officially formed. The Navy SEALs. We were in Vietnam. It was an unconventional war. They needed something really crazy. Yeah. But. Like just having the reason, like the Gulf of Tonkin. Right. Which yeah. Probably never happened. <laughs> Damn, dude. You're teaching me stuff. Dude, yeah. I'm a history nerd, so. Oh, I love Buckle it. Up. Oh, great. Um, so, yeah, World War II was the first time that we were in war and we had it. From what I've researched, I'm not an expert on war, but it was more gentlemanly war. It's what they would call it back then. And then World War II. I know the concept is so absurd, right? But it was more traditional yeah, you'd warfare. you line up and shoot each other like right. gentlemen. Even no. with World War One, they're just in trenches doing it. Yeah, you know? of course. You send the poor off and... Right. <laughs> Dude, I'm sure you know this, but I remember reading something about in the First World War, 
on Christmas, they the allies in yeah. Maybe there's a movie actually they made like a movie about that. They played yeah. football on Christmas so it's like Day. You guys can't just exponentially like just extrapolate this another 365. Like, I mean, how weird is that? Yeah, I see you tomorrow when I take your skull off, dude. You know, I mean, or when I gas you and watch you choke and spit to death next to me. It's just so hard to yeah. But I mean, different time. It was a hundred years ago, basically. So. I don't um, think there was that much love lost during World War II. There was no taking no. a day off from Christmas. Oh, no. way. So that was partly how we ended up with teams like the SEALs. So the OSS, yes. which was the precursor. The Office of Strategic Services. There you go, dude. Me. I've also played a ton of Call of Duty. So <laughs> this, is, this, awesome. this is a mixed bag of knowledge. Some of it's from school, some of it's from PlayStation. I can already tell you're going to know more about your topic than any <laughs> guest you know, like we've had we've had some good ones. You know, like we had Kate Quigley. We did mating in the animal kingdom, and she knew like a couple funny little things well, yeah, here she's and there. Been up and down that chart. <laughs> Love you, Kate. Okay, so World War II, OSS, which is the precursor to the CIA. They realized like, all right, we need to come up with new strategies to like sabotage the enemy on their home turf and find things like that, right? So they came up with the concept of frogmen. And they would do things like they would, you know, uh, get the fins on, get like old scuba gear, what they had. It was called, um, not the iron lung, but some name similar to that. I forgot to write it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. But it was the precursor to scuba gear, either way. And they would go and like sneak under boats. Like the movie Men of Honor. Yes. And they wore right. like, it's like, it has like an iron. You see them like old fishing rods. Right, right. right. Oh, yeah, when well, Cuba Gooding has it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got, yeah. Oh man, I, the I, old I, you, like you iron see gills or iron suit or something. It was it's something, like something like that. that. Yeah, I always think of like old tiki bars. They'll have like yeah, or like an old fish restaurant. Right, exactly. The, the old captain, <laughs> and they just got the head sitting in glass somewhere. I mean, it looks like a NASA helmet, but for the water, it's like a brass colored. Looks right. Yeah. It's got like a gate on the glass and yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay, right. yeah. So yeah, so they would have having that on you while you're gonna go blow some shit up quietly. Dude, so crazy, right? Yeah, so they would have them go under boats, put dynamite on the yep. boats, and blow them up. Okay. So the first unofficial Navy SEAL, have you ever heard of this guy? His name is Jack Taylor. You don't know Jack Taylor. Okay. Oh. So he wasn't. That name. A great name, that's right? A, that's like, we, only, we need one man. Give me Jack Taylor. Dude, I'm surprised this guy doesn't have a movie about him. But he wasn't a SEAL. He was a, a commando in World War II. But he was the first commando to fight in the sea, air, and land. So he kind of pioneered this whole thing. So he actually was an orthodontist originally. We get bombed on Pearl Harbor, and he's like, I got to sign up. I got to, you know, protect my- Give these my- Nazis some free dental work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just out there giving them root canals. <laughs> no. Free dental- Oh, that's, oh. A, that's an old saying. Like, you hit someone in the oh, mouth. Hey. Some free yeah. dental work. Oh, there you go. Now, I get it. It took me a second. Yeah. Now I get it. Is that yeah, a Florida man. thing? I, I, we, no, people get punched everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just localized to the peninsula. Uh, <laughs> people always like that is a great phrase. I'll give him some free dental work. I don't know why I haven't heard that. You're probably a man of talent. I haven't really been in any you fights. You keep yourself around good people. Yeah. yeah, I sort with a lot of people that are scandalous. You know. <laughs> so this guy, Jack Taylor. Okay, so he started in the um, with the Navy doing maritime operations, like attaching dynamite to bottoms of boats, things like that. And the OSS was like, "Hey, man." You're really good at this, but we need you to help. <laughs> yeah, right. They were like, "Dude, you're killing it!" Right? What so, a skill set! I know. Like, right? It's so weird. You find out you're good at like, oh, I blew that thing up with people inside of it. You know, yeah, it's such I know. a weird. Well, especially because he was like an orthodontist first. Like he wasn't like, like your thought is helping people. Yeah, especially like because my mouth hurts. I that guy is the best. You know, yeah. but like, I guess if you can bring bring about help you can create and it's that other side you know sure yeah i can be really funny or i can be a real asshole (laughs) so i just you know there's a yin and yang to every human 
So the OSS, so they had secret agents. They were sneaking into different yeah. parts of Europe, but they needed someone who could help get them in safely. Jack Taylor was great at that. So they would have him help sneak people from boats into Albania and like guide them through parts of Albania and other parts of like more eastern sides of Europe to sneak yeah. up through to enemy territory. And then that's really further southeast. Oh yeah, dude. Well, they had to kind of go up and around. Yeah, because I mean, like the Mediterranean's like here, mm-hmm. so you got to go all the way around there, and then you got to go back. Well, I think what they would have to do, I, I didn't do a deep dive on this part specifically, but I would imagine to, like, have, like, good backstories and kind of sneak your way into Albania and then get to, like... It's easier border, because there's probably certain border crossings that are yeah. just easier. Right, to sneak into the back into Germany. Yeah. Um, but then, so while he's doing this, getting agents across enemy lines, the U.S. starts realizing that there are partisan forces in parts of Austria that hate the Germans. And they would probably align themselves with the Americans, but there was no way to like get a hold of these folks. So they had Jack Taylor lead a group of guys to parachute into Austria and track down these partisan forces to recruit them. One man. Yeah. Jack Taylor. Not only that, but they jump off the plane, and then for some reason there was a malfunction, and none of their gear could come on off the plane with them. So he and his men landed. He actually broke his foot on, or hurt his foot seriously, like terribly bad, on the landing. No gear, just like the stuff they had on their persons. They didn't get just to have bad their... breath and colorful language. Yeah. Oh my god. So then he gets into Austria. He's recruiting friendlies. They're actually like making serious inroads. Their safe house gets raided by the Germans, and he's captured. Now they start torturing him because, and you might actually know more about this than I do. But apparently, with the Geneva Convention, if he said he was a civilian, they could throw him in prison, like a different, like it could ch- charge him and kill him. But because he was uh, a military personnel, they had to treat him with different rules as a prisoner of war. So they kept torturing him, trying to get him to break and say what he was a civilian, so that they could execute him. And he's like, "No, I'm I'm uh, uh, an officer in the in the military." Yeah. And then finally, I'm Jack Taylor, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And then finally, (laughs) they just said, you know what, fuck this. We're just going to execute him anyway. So his first execution was scheduled, and he actually was, like, really friendly with everybody in the prison camp. And one of the janitor staff snuck the execution paperwork away, and he missed it. And then at some point, the commanders realized, like, the guards realized, like, wait, this guy was supposed to be killed. So they rescheduled the execution, and right before he was— Thursday? (laughs) And then right before it's about to happen, the camp gets liberated— and he was freed. This now, guy's got a horseshoe up his ass. Now, after that, he actually was said to have one of the key testimonies in the trials of the Nazis post-World War. At Nuremberg. Yes. Shut up. That he could speak from personal experience the horrible treatment that he was given at the camp and really, you know, with the authority. Get out of here. Yeah. Also, the reason why this hasn't been a movie, it's unbelievable. I know, right? It's like, you can't write some of this shit. Crazy, dude. Wow. Yeah. So that's Jack Taylor. So he was kind of wow, like man. the beginning of what became the Navy SEALs. He wasn't officially how a SEAL. How do you live up to that? Like, how do you? That's the only. Dude. That's the guy who can only lead. It's like there's just oh wow. Yeah, incredible. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah there was a dude that in World War II used a fucking sword. That and is like, so wild. And like only used like his Scottish claymore and like made to the war and also had confirmed kills with a motherfucker. Dude, like that is so badass. Also, you gotta think though. If a guy's running at you with a sword and you got a gun, like, in that moment, you panic. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because you're like, wait, did this motherfucker just time travel? It also just, that, that for sure. But I think, it, like, the fearlessness of death is so jarring. Yeah, when you're, like, going to pull a gun up and he just, and you're like, it freezes you because it's such an unhuman response. Yeah. I think there's something where it's like, if they're within 21 feet of you, a knife is more deadly than. For sure it yeah. is. Yeah. I 100% agree. Well, that's it on Jack Taylor. Oh, bummer. It was great, right? <laughs> but Dude, what a, I, yeah, I know. Th- there, there has 100% been a script. It just oh, hasn't yeah. been optioned. 
someone wrote something about this guy because like Brad Pitt. Sure. That's who right. I would like, you know, I'd de-age Dude. him a little bit. Producers, studios. I'm doing your job. <laughs> there you go. Who would you play in the Jack Taylor movie? Uh Cook. <laughs> that's about as qualified. Like they they would have drafted me during World War II for sure, because they were taking everyone. Right. But they'd have been like, I'm guessing you can cook. <laughs> you know, because definitely I'm not infantry. You could drive. You could drive a car. <clears throat> no, I think I'd have been a cook. Yeah. Like, they call me cookie or something. Sure. You know, just right. I smoke a cigar, like, all right, you assholes, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, you do. You go. It's so And then Brad, you know, Brad, you, I help Brad, Brad, you know, I do something fun. Yeah, like. dude. I could totally see you, like, you're on a Navy ship, right? Yeah. And you've got, like, a bandana. You're yeah. sweaty, like, yellow chest oh, yeah, sweat, yeah. right? Cigar and just, yeah. like, tapping ash in the fucking, gives it flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Tons of movies are about the Navy SEALs, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, Navy SEALs, the, of course. the one with Charlie Sheen. I have mean. read from real Navy SEALs. That one's the most absurd. Like, oh, yeah. That <laughs> the least realistic. Just, it, it absolutely, it's a farce. It's an action movie. Yeah. But, you know, we got... Um, the, act- Rock, the Rock isn't? The Rock? Yeah, so you know that one? Did with- they, well, did they, was that seen as kind of real or not real? So, there... <sighs> Most of it is a little uh, ridiculous. All, all, there's no movie that nails it. Yeah. And the, and the seals say that, like, the one scene where um, they kind of come up and get spooked and they're just, like, shooting aimlessly. Yeah. And they said, that's, like, bullshit. Like, they wouldn't operate that way. And they would, like, they wouldn't all go up there at once. And just, I don't remember the scene exactly, but yeah. so that... So I watched, it, actually, a YouTube video. Yeah, because they, they had, get into the shower and then basically... All, and then they're just... They're, the guys have all the higher ground. Right. They're they, dead. They're, they wouldn't... You're yeah. dead in that situation. Yeah, and I would also give up at that point. Like, I had Of course. Like, I'm not, I have no shot here. Well, they said that, and they said also a scenario like that where everybody can get taken out at once, they'll never do that. And actually, so Robert O'Neill, I don't know if you've heard of this guy, he is the uh, SEAL who killed bin Laden. Okay. He, he fired the first shots in bin Laden. He was also involved with the Captain Phillips rescue and the Marcus Luttrell rescue. Marcus Luttrell was lone survivor who Mark okay. Wahlberg played. So this guy's done a lot of shit. And he was saying, so for example, when they were raiding Bin Laden's house, they just assumed that it was going to be booby-trapped and they were all going to die. But when they were going around, like, different corners and stuff, like, there was one moment, he tells a story, where Bin Laden's son is upstairs and they can kind of see him over a balcony. So they only sent in two guys first because they figured, well, he's going to throw a grenade and kill us all. So they spaced themselves out, specifically, like, planning for things where they could get, like, take, you know, so they don't, so long answer to that question. Yeah, they don't put themselves in a compromised position. Right. Um... But there's a lot of movies. None of them really nail it. Like, there's a movie called Act of Valor. Have you seen that one? It was not very good. Uh, it's like a straight... I've, I've seen the box cover of it or whatever. So the gimmick of the movie was they had actual Navy SEALs yeah. play themselves. Well, it's like when uh, uh, Clint Eastwood had those guys that were, like, the heroes on the train. Yeah, and it's act, like... It's like, yeah, they're the Marines. They did the right thing, but, like, these guys can't act for shit. Like, maybe have them as, like, the background yeah. soldiers, but, like, the dialogue... Like eight guys and half of... You can have four and four. Sure. Just put some dudes, you know... About pacing and timing and pausing, you know, acting. Yeah, they said, so there's, like, a lot of scenes in that. But thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for your service off camera, maybe. Or, you know what? If, no, whatever. I'm going to say thank you for your service. <laughs> Fuck Bin Laden. Like, Shot him. <laughs> there's a scene where they go, and this is, like, a fake story, but it's, like, loosely based on what they really do. So a CIA agent gets kidnapped by the narcos uh, in somewhere in Central America. I forget what country. So they go to rescue her. And so there's a scene where, like, there's, like, the henchman on, like, the dock at the water. And then so there's a sniper in the distance, and then the seal comes up from the water to, like, catch, catch him. Right. 
And then the guy, the I don't know if you know who Jocko Willink is. He's a big podcaster. He's been on Rogan. He's a big Navy SEAL. Oh, I think I know the name. Or, yeah. or, he was a Navy SEAL. Now he's like big in podcasting and all that stuff. Yeah, I think he was. I watched the thing like a military expert reacts to. Yeah. So that's so I watched the thing and he was watching that scene. It's like that is absurd. We don't like sniper shots. Don't time it out with a guy to be in the water to catch the dude. You know. So most of the things in movies when they just shoot him and he fall in the water. Yeah, I guess the thought was like to stop the splash sound so the I other mean, guys wouldn't you hear just it. Have a guy in the water and just wait till the guy turns around and come out of the water. Just slice him and just knife his ass and pull him in. Yeah, again, I mean, yeah. Like, or shoot him. Right. Don't do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, Tears of the Sun. It's another one. Yeah, well, Bruce Willis, man. Again, you know, movies take a lot of liberties to, uh, you know. Yeah, that they... movie was brutal. Did you yeah. see it? Actually, that's the one I haven't seen yet. It's it's really brutal. Where does it? What's the? It plot? takes place like in uh, Africa. Okay. They're trying to get these villagers and this doctor like away, like his, sure. You know. It's brutal. It's Africa. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're gonna. I saw Black Hawk Down. I can imagine. Well, yeah. You know what sucks about Black Hawk Down? That whole incident is yeah. the reason why we didn't interact with the the Hotel Rwanda thing, all the Rwandan genocide. Interesting. Because we didn't want any more bad news, and we didn't see we yeah. didn't want to see any more U.S. pilots getting drugged to the streets of Somalia, or you know, like yeah. which sucks because. The genocide in Rwanda was all done by like hatchets. Like these guys were not right. shooting. It was like yeah. one at a time, and it's like we could have done something. President Clinton, you just dropped the ball. <laughs> you hear that, yeah, Bill? I grabbed my voter for you too. He's Bill. too busy hanging out with Epstein. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, maybe I don't Dirty know. Dirty bastard. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because, like, you're right. On the one hand, it's like our military is so powerful, we could for sure. We're intervene. not supposed to be the police of the world. I that that we were that we had that ideology for a long time, and it's just. And it's. Like, I mean, but when it's right, you got to. Friggin' do something. Of course, yeah. And you it's, know? it's tough. Like Bosnia and all that stuff. Like, right. So many genocides have happened in the world and just, it's, I don't care, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, if your neighbor was outside getting his ass kicked, you wouldn't step in and help. Mm -hmm. I get what you're right? saying. So, you know, yeah. if, if that just extrapolate that. That's, That's stopping point. millions of people. I don't care if they're halfway around the world. Stop a crazy fucking person from doing crazy stuff. Like, no, you're it's getting heavy. You get a little stoned at me, and I start getting real <laughs> fucking. I'll tell the truth. Hey, man, it's great. You know, you're pontificating about America's role in protecting the world. But you know, but the good thing is, if uh, Robert O'Neill, mm -hmm. if he gets captured, there is one man that can get him out. Jack Taylor, dude. <laughs> yeah, Robert O'Neill, he's retired. He doesn't. He just is a public speaker well, now. Let me tell you how Robert O'Neill's his backstory. Yeah, Jack Taylor was at a sperm clinic. <laughs> And Robert's um, father, God rest his soul, passed away before uh, Robert's mother was able to get pregnant. She just didn't feel it was right to settle down with another man, but she wanted to have a boy. She went to the same set. You can figure the story out. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. So do you know the requirements to become a Navy SEAL? I know that I'm none of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a U.S. citizen, I believe, right? Uh, well, I mean, even that. Florida is a debatable. <laughs> Did you graduate high school? What do you? Wait, what, 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 I didn't realize I have to give my whole backstory here. <laughs> well, those are two of the requirements. No, I, have, I have a high school diploma. Okay, yes. so you hit those, but the other things is that you have to be between eighteen and twenty-eight. Um, Maybe Hollywood, you watch this. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a clean criminal record, and <laughs> you have to be able to have your vision corrected to twenty twenty, and without correction, you can have twenty forty in one eye and twenty seventy in the other eye. You also have to pass the Armed Services Vocational Aptitude Battery Your Test. ASVAB. Oh, you know this? Yes. Yeah. Have you ever taken it? Uh, no. No. But I almost did. Uh, my grandpa, who was a Marine, talked me out of joining the Marines. I probably, with my medical history, I probably wouldn't have been able to get approved or whatever. Yeah. But it, it definitely was a thought for a minute. Um, only about 6% of people who apply to become Navy SEALs even get admitted into the training program. 
Shit, then one of, of that, what's the failure? What's the washout rate for? 75% of trainees. Wow. So 6% of applicants make it. So really it. 1% makes it. More or less, yeah. 1% to 2%. Right. Because, I mean, if 75% is two-thirds, two-thirds mm-hmm. is 6%. It fluctuates between 70 to 80%, depending on the class. Shit. But Good for you, Demi Moore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, G.I. Jane was. Yeah, man, it. Vigo Mortensen. That's a jam movie. I love that. Yeah. I forget how, how long he's been acting. I don't know. A while. Well, he's Young Guns, too. Oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't see that. It's crazy. He was also one of the, uh, uh, he was in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, too. Really? He was right. one of the, like, the, the brothers. Nice. Or three. Um, back to the movie thing, a lot of seals say the G.I. Jane premise is pretty ridiculous, but there actually has been, so in 2016, they finally let women apply to become seals. It was men only until 2016. One woman in the history of since this happened has made it into the training program. Many more. Right. But then she uh, dropped out a week later. It was too rigorous. Now, just to, in the spirit of like inclusivity, 99% of men would also drop out. I'm not yeah, saying. Yeah, this isn't a gender thing. This is just they put you to the ringer. Yeah. But I mean, still, dude, she made it past all those. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's awesome. Good for her. Dude, think about the kid that Demi Moore and Jack Taylor would have. Oh, my God. G.I. <laughs> Jane and Jack Taylor, their baby. I mean, that's, that's the real Captain America. Seriously. That's where the serum comes from. <laughs> yeah, there you go, dude. Um, Howard Stark walks out of a room like, got it all. It's just a cup. So the physical test requirements, this is actually, I mean, this is just to be like the bare minimum you have to hit to even get into the training program. So you have to, you start by, you have to swim 500 yards in 12 and a half minutes or less, and you get a 10-minute rest. Then, so that's 1,500 feet. That's what, a third of a mile? Like, Miles 5,000 feet. Right. 5,200. So a third of that is, t- what, 22-something? No, less than that. 1,800? Okay. So, damn, that's that's pretty quick. That's, right. You got to haul ass in water to get that yeah. done. And then you get 10 minutes of rest, then 42 push-ups in less than two minutes. Two minutes of rest. 42? Yeah. Girl push-ups, like on the knees, right? No, no, no. I mean, right? Re- yeah, you got to get all the way down. Then 50 sit-ups in under two minutes, and you rest for two minutes. Then six pull-ups. There's no time limit for that, I yeah, guess. Yeah, they're impossible. <laughs> I don't think anyone's ever done one. And not, and not chin-ups, the wide ones that are even, like, harder. Oh, that are all just, like, lat? Yep. Ugh. And then you have a 10-minute rest, and then you have to run a mile and a half under 11 and a half minutes while wearing boots and long pants. Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> so that's just to get in. Yeah, everything else I couldn't do with a mile and a half, uh, that's, that's cakewalk. Yeah, you know what I saw on your IMDb? <clears throat> I don't know if you remember this, under, like, there's like trivia. Do you know what it says about you for that? It says that um, Chris can run a seven minute mile if no one's timing him. Yeah. Did yeah. you put that on there? Yeah. I love, I love, I love, uh, the other one was uh, Chris is a native of uh, Florida, which is a, f- a fact he still apologizes for today. Oh, yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Yeah. I yeah, love, yeah. man, uh, little gems like that. Like on my Facebook profile, it says for politics, I put apathetic. And for religion, I put see politics. <laughs> little, little fun things for the people that are searching me and stalking So, Assuming you would get through the training or the uh, test, right? Well, that's the biggest assumption. You, <laughs> you have a better chance of assuming the sun's not coming up tomorrow. But in a different life, yeah. If you were to go through the, you know who would make he would pass the test with flying colors, Jack Taylor. Oh yeah, well he wrote the test. Yeah, he made the test. Jack is the test. So the first two months, you just go to um, basic. Uh, it's called. Uh, Naval Special Warfare Prep. It's basically boot camp, and it's two months to get you ready for what's BUDS. And um, yeah. yeah, so that's NSWP. Yes. Wait. I just have acronized that myself. Yeah, NS- Navy Special Warfare Prep. No, no, I, I, no, I just took the first letter. Oh, right. Because <laughs> they always do that. Everything's yeah, acronized sure. with. But even when you're in the boot camp portion, it's still pretty rigorous. You have to be able 
to swim a thousand meters with fins on in twenty minutes or less. It's like eleven football fields. Yeah, in twenty minutes. Yeah, do that in a frame. <laughs> then you it's a Shawshank reference. If anybody was this is a deep cut. Um, you also have regular two-mile conditioning swims in the San Diego Bay, which if people don't know, like you're from Florida, that's warm water most of the year, yeah. right? Have you been in the ocean out here, I'm assuming? Yeah, it's cold. It's always cold. It could be peak of August and it's cold. Yeah, the water's still 60 degrees. Yeah, and even like if you're doing it, think that, so two miles in freezing cold water. Um, and then you have to start getting prepared for, you do a ton of stuff in the water to prep yourself for when you do like underwater knot tying things like that. So then you make it to BUDS. And BUDS is like the bulk of the start of your training program. It stands for Basic Underwater Demolition School. Okay? Have you heard of BUDS? Yes. Yeah. That I've actually heard of. Right. So that's the real... So the boot camp is just like the precursor to kind of get you ready for BUDS. Okay. So the thing about BUDS training... So it's six months. Wow. Yeah. So how long is total training from acceptance of the program to graduation? It kind of depends on specialty training you do because a lot of guys, after they finish, it's about a year to get your, like, first round of everything. But then a lot of guys will do stuff where they'll get trained as maybe a medic, maybe a ballistics guy, a comms guy, a jump man. There's a a guy in a van. I can do guy in a van. (laughs) Because I can just be like, I'm in. Yeah, there you go. This, that's in the Jack Taylor movie, right? You, oh, yeah. You need a fat guy and comms guy in the yeah, van. Like, you'd be like, I'm trying. Give me a second. All right. All right. We're in. <laughs> You're like the OSS guy who's like yeah. a tech nerd now. Back then, it was just like a radio yeah. with like a thing. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, there's a, actually a bunch of different uh, specialties people go to. There's sniper school. There's jump master. And that's as you're in charge of like when they jump out of planes, being like on point for making okay. sure that goes smoothly. And most SEALs either do it right after, and they also continue to do it throughout their training. Like, go do a tour or something, come back, hey, I want to learn how to be a sniper, and you go to that. Um, my, I think the coolest would be... A jack of all trades. <laughs> dude. I mean, it's like this guy was meant to be the first Navy <laughs> SEAL, dude. You're right. God, Jack Taylor's the best name ever. I'm yeah. just... Can't stop slapping. I'm just... Oh, man. Are you getting hard right now? Like, you're just... Getting. <laughs> Maybe ever since I heard about JT. <laughs> That's the real JT. Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, Looking the, at you, Timberlake. But <laughs> the the guy who blows the doors when they go to raid houses, like I think that would be a cool gig. I love that because uh, like in Call of Duty and stuff, when you put those charges on those doors yeah. and that slow-mo breach is shit, man. Dude, it's oh. awesome. Uh, I do watch those videos where it's like, like actual like, guys that are SEALs or Marine Corps snipers and stuff. They watch video game content. And like, oh, that's real. That's more fake. Interesting. Yeah. And yeah, like, I'm hooked on that shit. So, what stuff from Call of Duty do they say is legit? Uh, the way they breach a lot of times okay. is very similar. Because I think when you're four guys going into a, a singular wall, like right. you know, there's only so many ways you can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes but, sense. Yeah, there were there were some things. Uh, there was also uh, like just the craziness of certain video games. Where it's like, yeah, no, you don't you don't get to kill thirty people. Yeah, I mean, it's absurd. Yeah, you're not that accurate. I, oh, that's a great point. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I think it's called Breacher School is the name for it. I just think it'd be so dope to be the guy that puts the charges on and you, like, hit the well, you thing. You don't that, right? Jack Breacher? Oh. <laughs> there you go, dude. Walked him right into it's it. It's Jack Taylor's younger brother. Yeah. Um, Stepbrother, because it's dad. Oh, right. There you go. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of intense stuff they do during Buds, obviously. Yeah. Super intense. One of the most intense is drown proofing. You know about this? No, I didn't know humans could drown proof themselves. Well, that's what they call it. It's not officially drown proofing, but obviously, being Navy SEALs, a ton of their stuff is in water. So you have to be an immaculate swimmer. 
And one of the ways they, what they call drown proofing is they'll go and they'll have to bound their hands and legs behind their back. So their feet are tied together and their hands are tied together. And they have to go in the pool and they have to bob for five minutes, then float for five minutes, then swim 100 meters, then bob for two minutes, do forwards and backwards flip, swim to the bottom of the pool, retrieve an object with their teeth, and then return to the surface and bob for five more minutes. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. man. You That's... can curse on here, yeah. No, I'm... <laughs> I was starting getting lightheaded when you got into the second part of that. Then the, oh my god, what's the survival rate on that? Actually, more seals have died in training doing the drown proofing than in actual combat. Yeah, I mean, because you're gonna push yourself towards the end of that, and then you're immediately just once you're underwater and done, you're just you breathe and suck in all that water, you just asphyxiate. You know what's funny? Well, it's not. Wow. Yeah. Um, so they do have um, instructors. So they have one instructor to every five seals, keeping tabs. They have medical staff nearby. You know, they're yeah, but we know the lifeguards get busy. <laughs> <laughs> and then they. Um, so I watched this video, and this uh, recruiter was doing a video about like what to prepare for if you're thinking about the seals. And he was saying at the top, like, "Do not try this at home, please. If you want to go into buds, do not try to drownproof yourself. Let us do it in a safe environment." At the base. Shit. It's still, still, if that's the safe environment, then yeah, doing it home is suicide. But you know that like a bunch of, at least like a few idiots were like, I could do this. I'm going to fucking. Yeah. They watched Navy SEALs with Charlie Sheen the night before. And they're like, I could do this. I could totally do this. <laughs> I was an ROTC in high school. I can totally do this. Um, in that, so the during buds, especially during uh, drown proofing and hell week, is when the highest attrition rate ends up. Oh, happening. there's not one more hell week. Okay, what's hell week? They just shoot you <laughs> so, every morning, just step on your nuts for breakfast. Like, good god. Well, so I'll get to hell week in a second and I'll do some precursor stuff. So I know, right? Hey, why don't we put these guys through this? Just build a machine. So, in the first, so hell week typically happens the third or fourth week of training. Um, but in the beginning, when they're doing their normal buds training, they do something called surf torture. That's where they link arms, lay in the sand, and the cold water washes over them. I have seen video of that. Yeah, and so that's kind of to prepare them for that. They do something called log PT, and they have these giant, huge logs that a group of six or seven men at a time have to carry together, run with. And a big part of it is to teach, um, you know, working as a team. that Everybody has to be in unison perfectly. If you have six or seven men, and they're not all carrying the weight, and, you know. As strong as your weakest link. There you go, dude. Of course, yeah. yeah, that's... Oof. And the instructors actively encourage uh, seals. They call them tadpoles, by the way. I guess it probably comes from frogmen. So they encourage the tadpoles to drop out. They, they like, they're, in, because, oh, yeah. you know, they need it to be, if you have even a moment of a doubt, do not do this. So that's why the attrition oh, rate shit. is so high. They also do um, long-distance runs in the sand with their boots and long pants, ocean swims, and they do something called surf passage. And that's one of the first things they do, and they continue it throughout training, where they have to take one of those giant zodiac kaya, or like rafts. It's like the, you ever seen those? They're like um, they're kind of like your typical. If you see like a just a look, looks like an inflatable kayak or, okay. or a raft rather, gotcha, not kayak. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. And there's six to seven men, and they have to run with it in unison again. So they have it on their head. And they have to time it out because if you're uh, not in sync, it'll hit one person's head and not the other. I said that's a huge attrition rate. And what will happen sometimes is guys will be out of sync, and one dude will just drop the kayak and turn and hit his, uh, like, attack his counterpart. He's like, oh, you asshole. I can't deal with this. Wow. So, and then he rings that bell. Okay, right, exactly. So that's, like, the normal part Do of buds. It. You know you want to quit. When they get to Hell Week, they do all of that and more, but they only get four hours of sleep a day. And it's not in a row either. 
So it's five days straight. It starts on. So by the end of it, you're just mentally, you're more mentally exhausted than probably physically. So that's the main part of it because not only are you mentally drained, but they'll also do stuff where you're just like doing your exercises and they'll come by and spray you with cold water. And um, the one thing they give you that helps keep you like really in the fight is hot meals. You don't normally get hot meals to the rest of your training. But that way, and a lot of guys who are Navy SEALs talk about, you just say, get to the next meal, get to the next meal. It's a little extra, you know, morsel, like a carrot you can work towards. But the whole other part of that is to make sure you always know how to stay alert at the worst moments. So when you're like three days in and you've only had collectively, what, uh, 12 hours of sleep, they'll like say certain commands and uh, specifically try and trick you or say things very confusing to see if you can pay attention during the hell week. Wow. Yeah. Um, Typically also during hell week, the class size drops from about 150 to 30. So that's the biggest weeding out process. Yeah, it's about 80%. There you go. And it makes sense. I mean, you get to a point where you think about it. I mean, really, you've basically not slept at all. Now, also what they do during this is that they'll have the different groups compete against each other. And basically, if you're not first place, you're all equally losers. That's what they say. Um, so if you get first place, though, you might get like 15 minutes extra of rest. So talking about guys will literally just fall asleep standing up. Because, they, you know, they're so exhausted or they'll just lay in the sand and just like shake because they're so freezing cold. But they get that like little little extra morsel of rest. Um, wow. My hat's off to you guys. In addition to that, even when they're done with all of their, uh, not during hell week, but when they're doing the regular training, it's like 12 hours straight. You're not really done because then you have to clean everything. You have to clean your, like, um, boats and every item. You have to make sure your bed is perfectly folded. Yeah. So even when you're off, you're still cleaning and everything perfectly immaculate. Now, again, a big part of it is to break you down to your lowest self to be like, okay, any – it's really interesting, too, because I've watched these interviews with guys like Jocko Willink, Robert O'Neill, Andy Stump. These are, like, big podcast personalities that are Navy SEALs. And they always say the same thing, which I find hard to believe, but they're like, anybody can be a SEAL. We're not Superman. We're just motivated. I mean, and it kind of makes sense, but... I mean, you're you're a 1% of a 1% of a 1% of a 1%. You're genetic lottery winners. Dude, that's what I say. You know, it's like when you meet... Like, I I knew a guy who was a comic starting out, and he was an Olympic athlete. And, I mean, like, he had a gold medal, a silver medal... I think of bronze and track and he could smoke weed and drink and then go do a, a meet the next day. And yeah. I'm like, bro, you're so rare. You don't even Dude, fucking know it for sure. And to mentally be able to, get, to do that physically and mentally, you are like, and look at the numbers. You are, you have to be in the top right. 30% of top 6% of the top, you know, Dude, I mean, it's crazy. It's uh, easy to be Warren Buffett than a Navy seal. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. I mean, I guess their point, I, I think, so their whole thing is like, It's not about how strong you are. It's just about how bad you want it, which I vaguely understand. But I really, to your point, it's like, yeah, but you still have to be genetically disposed to have, like, that much fire in you. 100%. There's something in you that you were born with. Yeah. You know? I am not that person. Yeah, no. (laughs) Well, there's how many people look at comedians and go, Mm. I could never do what you do. And I'm like... I could never do what you do. Dude, like, totally. It's always the other side of the fence seems more impossible. The worst know? is when, like, open micers try and do it, and it's like, maybe you shouldn't do this, you know? Yeah, man, I want them to <laughs> ring the bell sometimes. Yeah, right. Can we ring the bell Why can't this we guy? encourage them to quit? Yeah, right. We should. Just get in the ear. Let go. Yeah. This is not for you. Try improv. <laughs> okay, so then you do all your stuff at Bud's. 
then you get over to scuba training. And then scuba training is when you do a lot of your underwater practice where you have to do things. For example, you'll be in the water and you'll be in your scuba gear and then your instructor will come. And, and some of the guys have said the instructors will wait and see when they think their water is running out or their air rather is running out and they'll pull apart all their gear. So they'll take the hose out, they'll tie it in a knot, they'll undo their weight belt, they'll do everything to throw them off and they have to, without coming up, put their whole scuba kit back together in order. And if you come up for air before finishing, you lose. Well, because in theory, you'd be dead. Right, exactly. If you come up, and like that, 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 that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to weed out anybody that's going to get themselves killed in combat. And it's smart. It's just like, I well, mean. Well, it's like, yeah, we'd rather have you live and send you home. Of course. Then you can't put your kid together. You, you come back to the top, and some dude pops you. Well, not only that, but then you also might kill all the guys in your platoon. Yeah. Because then you'll give away your spot. Yeah. Yeah. And then the final phase is land warfare. And that's when you do stuff, when you think of, like, traditional land invasions and movements and things like that. And then beyond that, like I said, there's, like, specialty schools, and you'll learn stuff like close quarter combat battle, intelligence gathering, vehicle driving, um, you know, all that kind of stuff you would use. And the thing about the SEALs is they do stuff like Captain Phillips where they rescued a hostage. I uh, One of the things I heard about the SEALs was, uh, I don't know if it was Captain Phillips, but it was one of those... Smally pirate situations where when they gave the order, like the boat was doing this, and they gave the order, you know, the, the sh- they basically had everyone pretty much lined up. Right. And then, like, even though the, the sea was going up and down, like they still had them locked, and they all fell at the same time. Like, it's just like, do it. And then five dudes dropped. It's so crazy. I mean, that's so, how- Yeah. One second, you're all sitting there standing on the side of the boat as a terrorist. The next thing, three, <laughs> yeah. five, five, six peels your head back. I mean, dude, the. Again, like the stones you have to have to be a Navy SEAL sniper. Yeah, man. I mean, like, like when you look at the video games, like you had to take, like one of the Call of Duties, you had to take into effect the Coriolis effect of like the bullet's gonna curve because bullets naturally yaw. But also, if you go shooting far enough away, you have to think about the curvature of the Earth and like the planet. Like, holy shit, you're that far away. Um, The other thing, by the way, when you're uh, when you finish off your um, last phase of buds is you do Army Airborne School. And that's when you learn how to parachute and which is pretty common, you know, as our friend Jack Taylor did when he, you know, parachuted into Austria. Um, So a common slogan in the Navy SEALs is the only easy day was yesterday. It's kind of their motto, right? Downers. Yeah. Um, But they have made some updates to the training program. They used to waterboard the trainees as part of their, yeah, I know your face is like, holy shit, right? Wow. And then they realized it was not an effective tool and it really was just, it would would actually kill morale and too many SEALs were like, dude, fuck this. And they didn't want to do it anymore. They do still waterboard CIA agents from what I researched. And the average is 15 seconds is about, or 14 to 15 seconds is how long they can last going through that which just seems i mean I mean, you're simulating drowning yeah which is interesting too because they do simulate drowning in a sense and not exactly but like when they're bound in the pool yeah i think i think that's different you're doing one thing for torture another thing to just basically go hey when you're underwater shit can go awry and exactly. you need to be able to not panic right that's different that's simulating no it's they're, they're apples and oranges well, they took it out because it was so ridiculous and i did well, it's like it's also it's also you're doing the same thing it's like fuck we're doing to do it to him twice i know right interestingly though the seals are really known for having like you know the mental energy to withstand anything when jim carrey was doing the grinch he said that the makeup he would have to go through every day was so like rigorous and painful he actually consulted with navy seals to teach him mental tricks to help him overcome how difficult it was to go through all that Get stuff out yeah 100 percent Wow. So, 
Ace Ventura, you know? I mean. They're making a third one. I, know, I don't have high hopes. I don't either. Yeah. And last thing, if you just had to guess, Chris, what do you think starting, like, average starting salary is for a SEAL? 75000 You're close, 69000 Wow, yeah. Which seems kind of low. Yes, it does. Cons- I, I think that's a six-figure job. Yeah, dude. You know, because, I mean, there's some low government positions that pay more than that. Yeah, I mean. They don't have to drown you. Amen. I mean, I guess, you know, when you retire, you make a lot of money with the specialty you have. Oh, true. If you go into private Is that one of those things where it's like, but they don't expect you to retire, like to make it to retirement? It's like, if you cash in at the end, it's like one of those, like, it's like a scam almost? No, it's probably not. No, it's not like that. I th- Actually, the, the survival rate of SEALs is pretty good. Once uh, they make it into the, uh, once they actually become SEALs. The- yeah, not that many die in combat, like, okay. like statistically. Um but I think it's a lot of the guys who do it. It's not about the money. It's about I mean, you are no, you no, you because you want to be a walk around in your Banff. Yeah, you are the closest thing to a superhero in real life. Absolutely, no one's gonna give you. My buddy met. I think my buddy met that guy. Yeah, Maybe. and like uh, they're doing a comedy club in Vegas, and like my buddy just kept going. Like, he's like a stare to him. He just. He yeah, just dude. looked like a different person. Well, dude, he said he retired because he was stopped getting adrenaline on missions, and he was afraid he was going to get careless. So he was going on life or death Osama bin Laden raid type missions, and was like, and just yeah. texting. Basically, <laughs> he's like, I, I hate my act. I'm going to live stream this. What yeah. the fuck, Robert? What's wrong with you? I need juice, man. <laughs> that, I mean, because that you to a degree, almost all those guys probably that do make it too. They're juice junkies. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, I, have to I like a good thrill right. to a degree. But, sure. you know, I had a buddy of mine that was went from Vietnam to being a firefighter in the Bronx. And, like, while he was a fire captain, a fire chief, he also was running book. He was a bookmaker. Yeah. And yeah, partying yeah. and just, like, and he likes sure. speed. And it's just like. It's that life, man. But, you you know, he's like, he can't watch a sports game without betting on it. Like, he's just. Yeah, yeah, you need that rush. He needs juice. I just feel like after being a SEAL, what else could exist in the world that would give you that kind of rush? I don't know. I mean. person that works at a fair that shoots you out of the cannon? <laughs> yeah, right. That'd be so funny. They, like, brought back jackass, but it's just retired SEALs. Yeah. Trying to, like, up the ante on. Yeah. I'm Jack Taylor. <laughs> this is Jackass. He just starts waxing dudes. That's so funny. I know. I, m- I remember. Um, I think we were talking before we started filming, and you mentioned Vietnam and like how successful the SEALs were there. Yeah. They had a kill ratio 200 to one. So for every 200, you know, high profile people the SEALs could take out, the enemy would get one SEAL. That's an incredible exchange rate. Pretty good, right? Wow. So, uh, Chris, what do you think today about the Navy SEALs? Any thoughts? Uh if. I mean, uh, I knew I could never, ever do it, but now, like, I could never, ever, 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 ever do it. <laughs> they're incredible individuals, man. I'm glad that, you know, they're able to do that and protect our freedom. It sounds like a weird thing to say. I, you oh, know, but, but it's, it's a degree. Those guys go in and do shit that, like, we got to do with the shadows. We got to do quietly. And totally. They're badasses. So I tip my cat to them. If I, if I, if I, I'm sure Jack Taylor's dead by now. Uh, he did pass away a few years ago. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, if I ever got to meet that guy, Robert, I'd, you know. Oh, yeah. Because like, that's an off thing. I read a bunch of books about, like, Marine Corps snipers oh, yeah. in Vietnam. And those. And every time I took me up, like, my name, my landlord is a Vietnam veteran. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I just finished watching, like, the 16-hour Ken Burns Vietnam thing. Yeah, nice. So I was pretty well-versed. And he came over to fix something. And we're talking about the, the Krang Valley and, like, sure. all, all these things. And he's like, yeah. And he was, he was just, there. And, yeah. yeah. And I was like, it's crazy to get your opinion wow. of someone, you know. Yeah. you know. And he's like, oh, you know a lot. And I'm like, 
Bro, ask me in two weeks and I won't remember any of this shit. <laughs> but Ken Burns, you know, fed me some knowledge. I love it. Yeah. All right, guys, before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a second and thank our friends over at Stash Monkey. If you've got a stash you're looking to store safely and responsibly, Stash Monkey's got you covered. Stash Monkey is a combination locking smell proof stash box that you can use to store cannabis, prescriptions, or really just about anything you want to store safely. The owner's a friend of mine, and he invented Stash Monkey because, just like me, he's a dad who enjoys cannabis and wants to store his stash safely and responsibly. I own one myself, and it's a great product. It comes with a built-in rolling tray and a removable silicone organizer you can use for things like vape pens and cartridges. Stash Monkey's a big supporter of all of our podcasts on the Skewed Orbit Network, and if you want to order one, head over to stashmonkeystore.com skewed. Again, that's stashmonkeystore.com slash skewed, spelled S-K-E-W-E-D. You'll save 5% on your order, and it really helps out the show. So, dude, Chris, this has been awesome. Thank yes. you so much. Just remind everybody where they can find you, check you out live, all that good stuff. Uh, you can go to my website, chriscopecomedy.com, for all my tour dates, as well as uh, Twitter and Instagram or chriscopecomedy. Uh, just, I post always about that. Those are the three places that you can find out where you can see me live. Uh, watch my Netflix. Uh, I have a dry bar special. Other than that, you can call me if you want. Text. <laughs> I'm pretty approachable. If you got weed, we're friends. Awesome. Well, guys, I've been your host, Alex Ketlin. We'll see you next time.